The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's March the 1st, and this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined as always by Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, it's going to be a fun one today. It's just Dave and I talking around a whole bunch of subjects, including Google privacy. Jeez, uh, you know, what else do we want to talk about? It's that Google <laughs> privacy thing. Um, wow, I'm drawing. I'm Honest to goodness, I'm drawing a blank. Um, the third thing we're going to talk about is the, the passing of Andrew B- uh, uh, Breitbart. But what was that second thing, Dave? Uh, well, you wanted to chat a little bing. Um, And uh, we can chat a little bit of resources and tools. That's it. Resources and tools. Wow. I'm looking at Facebook right now, and actually one of the – an SEO that I follow on Facebook, um, Richard Burkhart, is writing, Man, I am seeing tons of active visitors right now with zero keyword information on Google Analytics real-time, like 500, WTF SEO. Um, Before talking big, have you noticed new Google Analytics? Uh, well, which side? Short answer here is yes. Are we going to rant about something? <laughs> um, yes and no. First, I'm going to comp- compliment Google. The the Google Analytics has changed in the last week. It's showing much more real time data. It's mm-hmm. um, I love that slider bar. Do you want us to be more precise or faster? I have this one website I'm working with that's um, it was 187,000 unique URLs um, a few months ago. Now it's in the 220 range. And uh, you know, i got to tell you, I'm liking that fast fast results or more precise results. But more importantly, I'm just loving the way they're allowing me to mix and match um, various filters. But the yes. one thing I noticed, the one thing that slammed out of my screen this morning was how many non-referral you know but not mentioning what the keywords are. Oh my God! It's just the the, the, the Matt Cut said something like it's affecting one to four percent. Um, other SEOs were saying it's affecting like ten percent. I'm saying it's affecting like twenty five to thirty percent, maybe more today, and it's driving me nuts. Yes. Well, you know, we're going to see, I think, well, it's happening in stages, right? And I think we're going to see more and more and more of uh, of this sort of thing happening as we go along. But um, in their defense, you know, I mean, it, it drives us nuts. You know, we've talked in the past about, you know, Dave Harry's comments about what we can see from this and, you know, not just in the real time, but in, you know, the, the overall analytics. Um, 
you know, we can we can start to glean more and more information. And you talk, touched on sort of the the ability to filter, and that's a big key. And you know, we've talked about that previously in the show as well. Is um, you know, some of the great additions that they've been pumping into analytics recently is allowing us access, if you know where to look, to to sort of filter that data and at least get a get a good glimpse of of what it actually is. Oh, and yeah, I'm, 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 I am not criticizing Google on, their, on filtering capabilities today. I'm praising them on, on the way they're presenting different subsets of information. Like, that's extremely useful. Yes. Um, the only... I'm going to give a pet, peeve, mind. A, a pet peeve of mine, and I'm going to note it again because it just drives me nuts, is I hate having to switch back and forth. And I, I'm only mentioning this because I'm, I'm hoping that they will fix this. And it is a problem, and they need to fix it. Um, my big rant is the um, time comparison tracking on the old version is still superior to the new analytics version. Like the yes. the, the data would show as you went along, and I mean, it, it's frustrating because it's like this is you know I, I understand that Google's a very complex system and that they're dealing with a lot of data, and what seems simple to me may not be you know in actuality all that simple to deal with. But you had it before. This is just pure data. Come on, people! You you can you can put a couple of your engineers on this and get it fixed. <laughs> um, so I I just hate having to switch back and forth between the old and new versions depending on what I'm looking for at any given time and and the ease that I want to collect that data. So you know, hopefully yeah. I'll get that remedied soon so I can just stay in the new version because as you've touched on, there's a lot of great stuff in there and and for anything you want to do that's advanced, you know, in you'll go into their new version. But when you just want quick snapshots of one time frame versus another, and, and you want to get sort of a general feel for how it can stay in the past month versus you know that month last year or something, it's way easier in the old version to just quickly collect that data. Well, certainly, certainly. And speaking of collecting data, that's a hell of a segue, don't you think? <laughs> well done, sir. Oh, the 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 compliment all goes to you. The uh, today's the day, though. Um. It's over. You had your chance. You didn't turn off search history. You didn't uh, go and inspect what Google has been compiling about you. By the way, I'm a um, 55 to 65-year-old man, according to Google. <laughs> they got the gender right. Um, unfortunately, they uh, got the age group wrong. I'm also a Republican, apparently, or I tend to lean right, according to Google. So <laughs> they... <laughs> They, they missed that one um, by a couple of degrees. <laughs> but anyway, if uh, if at midnight Pacific time yesterday, uh, 3 a.m. Eastern time yesterday, or I guess today, um, you hadn't gone into uh, Google and or to uh, your Google account and turned off the search history and again dumped all that data, everything you've done when signed into one of 60-some-odd Google um, membership services, Google subscriber services, used to be that all that information was kept separate. There was a firewall between your search history and the uh, demographic and the information that they, they pulled about you, either through Gmail or through YouTube watching or whatever. That's all been, ma been merged into one mega-profile um, Likely to do with uh, with with leveraging the G plus system and um, well, privacy experts think it's a, a data nightmare. But then again, others um, as I think you, you might Dave will point out that 
Facebook has been doing this for like years now, and no one's really complained that much. What, what, what's your take on on Google's um, new privacy policy? You know, it, it's I'm not a not a, a huge fan on the I had this before and now I don't. Like you know, don't take my toys away, and you know I'll store them off in in a huff. Um, you know, you can bring up that argument that Facebook's been doing it, but Facebook didn't have the overarching power and influence that that Google does, right? I mean, so many properties, you know, browsers, you know, mobile operatings, like I mean, just the the areas that they can impact are far broader um, than Facebook, so. Some might argue that that places them in a in a position where they have to be more protective and offer more options and you know these sorts of things. Um, I tend, you know, I'm not listed as a as a Republican or Republican leaning, but I would say I'm probably more in that direction than you are. Certainly from a Canadian perspective of uh, you know the the, the political spectrum, um, I, I do lean in in this context of things to go. You know, you need to, and I educate my kids on this, and had to give them a, a little lesson about what you post on on Facebook and the legal ramifications of that. And they're 12 and 14. Right? But I lean much more towards the companies have certain obligations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, companies are kind of treated as individuals, and so you've got to, you know, as an individual, you owe certain, you know, liberties and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, you as an individual, meaning me or, or any other user, is responsible for what you do. <laughs> don't don't act in a way that is is contrary to the way you want the world to view you. Anybody who has at this point in the game any idea that what they do on the internet is anonymous is just enormously misguided. <laughs> it just, I mean, that that's sort of the lesson to go out there. And and basically, the, don't publish anything on the internet that you wouldn't be happy being picked up ten years from now. Um, you know, and 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 used. Um, it, it may be difficult to predict ten years down the road, but it, you know, if you think this is going to paint you in any kind of bad light, um, or in a light that you don't find conducive to anything you may conceivably want to do in the rest of your life, don't do it. <laughs> don't don't publish it on the internet. Um, you know, there there are certain hurdles, and and we're going to see things push forward where I may end up taking a more um, you know, I, I can see conceivably where they may start crossing the line, um, and they're definitely approaching it on this one. And, and the idea of tracking things that you may not understand clearly are uh, a trackable thing. You know, when I click that plus one, I understand that I'm basically telling Google, "Hey, here's me, and I like this." Okay, fair enough. This is an action I've taken, and I voted to have that happen. Um, you know, taking specific. Um, search histories up browsers that may not be Chrome and, and things like that, or you know, including widgets, um, you know, with with computers or, or you know, on my mobile device run by Android. Taking that and assuming that I'm willing to give this without some way of me knowing um, these sorts of things, I do have problems with, and I think it needs to be done in a reasonable way where you know I can trust that. You know, if my grandmother got her first Android phone, she doesn't have a cell phone, but if she did. Um, you know that that there's a way for her to easily understand what uh, what is and what is not being tracked on her part. I don't think they have to you know put it on the Google homepage, but you know make it something that you know I could quickly and easily get there uh, and, and could quickly and easily understand. I think as well, long as they've done that, and they've done a pretty decent job at it. You know, they well, that, they've done their part. That does bring up an interesting question in my mind. I remember when I was at, when I was at school, um, uh, I. I 
was aligned with the School of Sociology at UVic at one point, and um, got a research uh, research grant to look at uh, street kids and street kid services in Victoria. And we were going to go and just interview kids and interview service providers, and you know, try to figure out what was working and what wasn't working in social services for youth at risk in uh, British Columbia. And I got handed the manual that explained informed consent. And I swear to goodness, it was about as thick as a phone book. Now, Victoria is a small town, but it still has a rather thick phone book. Um, had, I should say, a rather thick phone book. And for, yeah. for people who don't know, those used to be directories of every phone number in a city that would be delivered door to door. Believe it or not, they used to do that. Um, anyway, informed consent is... Uh, well, very uh, in an academic world... It has to be cut and dried. The the, 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 the research subject, and in, in this case, do a search, my friend, you are a research subject, has to know exactly what the research is all about, what's going to happen, where the research is going to go, the intentions of the researchers, um, you know, the goals of the research project. Everything has to be amply explained to the live research subject. This is in, a, in, a, in an academic environment, not in the um, no-holds-barred real world. But sometimes I think that, and and as you said, uh, Dave, if you know where to look, and Google wasn't hiding that their privacy policy was changing, they had it coming up for every one of their subscribers. Anyone who had a Google account saw our privacy, uh, little pop-up window that read, our privacy policy is changing, click here to learn more. Even with that, Dave, are we... And I shouldn't say we, but somehow, you know, we're, we're, we're internet professionals. I feel profe- I feel responsible for educating the public. Um, are we, as internet professionals, doing enough to actually educate the public? Because there just seems to be so much misconception, you know, about the idea of anonymity out there. And people don't seem to understand what they're giving away when they give away privacy rights. Well, you're right. And I mean, I, I think the biggest problem comes in here. I mean, you, I, our listeners, the vast majority in the internet marketing community, uh, webmaster communities, I think are, are fairly well acquainted with the idea of, of privacy, privacy policies, and, and, and what they really mean to you. Um, you know, those that we get in contact with directly, I mean, you know, my children, for example, know much more about um, sort of the impact of privacy policy changes um, than, say, your average consumer would, right? I mean, you know, I'm sure your parents do as well, right? These sorts of things where people we come in direct contact with. I think one of the big problems that we hit is we're the people that are sort of tasked um, with taking this information directly from the search engines or, or, or internet properties and, and relaying them out. But where, right? I mean, we can we can talk about it on this radio show. We can, you know, talk about it on you know search engine watch oh, or, know, right? or whatnot. But where does my dad go, right? And I mean, well, it is covered to certain degrees in you know whatever the the Globe and Mail or Wall Street Journal or you know these sorts of things. But it's not presented as the more discussion. Hey, here's in the real world what the problems well, may be. You know, interestingly, last night. Um Terrible snowstorm in the, in uh, the Toronto region yesterday and and, lead, and into last night. And uh, my business partner Alan Kanak, um had to. He and I drove all the way out to Hamilton, um, around around Lake Ontario, in this terrible snowstorm, to deliver a lecture to the Halton School Board and the eight parents who showed up. 
on internet security, internet privacy, um, social media, and your children, etc. Um, now, it was a crappy night. It was a really crappy night in southern Ontario last night, but only eight parents showed up. This is something that the school board has been publicizing for a couple of weeks now. Uh, they've been, they sent note homes with all, notes home with all the kids. Eight parents showed up. Now, these were eight very engaged parents. But, it, you know, you're right. Where's the venue? And I think earlier you, you noted personal responsibility. And, you know, with, when it comes to kids, personal responsibility often extends to parental responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just uh, the, I, I suggest the venues are actually there. I participated in one last night. Um, but people have to take the time to educate themselves. I guess the maybe maybe the real trick is getting the word out that people got to educate themselves. Well, and that's a valid point. I mean, you, we can we can sort of go back, you know, twenty, thirty years um, into the you know different application, but same argument that uh, the society was making then is you know this, this sort of looking down on parents who use the television as the babysitters of their children. Um, well, now it's it's not television, right? It's it's the internet, and it's a much more dynamic place. I mean, heck, you know, my kids chat on Skype with their friends and do this and that, and they can you know keep in contact and heck, game with their mm-hmm. friends who are in different cities now and things like you know same things you and I do. Um, so I mean, essentially, this is a, an area where children are spending wax and wax of time every week on it, and we're not passing that forward you know i mean when when television shows had a, a swear on them or something that you know people found problematic i mean there were there were agencies developed to monitor this and make sure that big warning labels came up and this and that now you can't apply the same things to um you know sort of the the internet i mean it's a much more <laughs> kind of place but at the same time you know we as parents now need to step up, take that responsibility, and and educate our children. And I think part of the problem is is we're not really seeing what this means yet. Or I, I think a lot of people aren't, and that it's we're not. It's not a passive thing. We're not just taking in information. As as we're discussing here, we're talking about privacy policies and tracking. We're actually putting out information. Um, and this is maybe the first time, and I think you know perhaps part of the problem is a lot of parents don't actually understand what the long-term implications are. We put so much time, and you know we understand what the long-term implications of the food choices we're feeding our children are, right? And all the you know, we may ignore them, but we understand what they are. That McDonald's isn't a healthy daily dietary thing, but to to then go okay, but somehow I, I'm not understanding, and I don't feel the need to understand. What what my child says at fourteen, fifteen years old on Facebook may actually come back to haunt them, or or their search patterns on Google and how they're interacting with Google Plus and and this and that may come back to influence them later, or may come back to to haunt them later. Um, but okay. we're not educating ourselves, and and so then we're not educating the the next generation. And I, I think you and I, our generation, we're kind of doing fine because we were raised growing up and watching this privacy erode. Um, you know, and I had the benefit of of um, being parented by a, a person who wrote speeches for politicians. So I had this very much <laughs> ingrained in my "don't write it down if you don't want the world to know" kind of kind of mentality of things. Um, whereas, if you take a look at at you know the vast majority and and this generation where they're entering into it, they have access to so much information, they have access to put out so much information, but have never 
been parented by an by a sort of group that understands what this actually means long term and and we'll see 20 years from now that it's it's going to lead to to probably some fairly significant but somebody running for politics and having you know hey he pirated stuff back then or whatever he pulled against them and the kid was 15 at the time it used to be so much easier for our parents uh when it was you know when it came to tv they'd be able to look at us and with a straight face say if you watch too much tv your eyes are going to go square which I always thought would be kind of cool. It never actually happened. So what do you what do you say to your what do you say to your kids now? This is going to go down on your permanent record, or you're going to get hairy palms. I mean, seriously, what do you say to your kids now? Um, you know, I, I, so think the, I think one of the one of the biggest things that I try to or, or would would say to parents, this is how you have to have to relay it forward, um, is is more recognizing that you don't fully understand. And I think that is important to, to pass on. I mean, you know, we all remember the, the, the lectures on, you know, pick your substance or, or, or pick your poison um, that, that we got from our parents and how it ends up getting skewed in, in the mentality. Um, so I try and relay it to a to a more short term effective things. I mean, in regards to what they're passively viewing, you can be, you know, a, a little more laissez-faire, I guess. Um, but at the same time, lending this understanding of you are being tracked um, and taking a look at how will this impact things down the road. And sometimes you can put things in a, in a you know, direct short-term um, sort of issue of things. I mean, there's there's some areas that are really easy to you know sort of exemplify. You know, like cyberbullying and, and things like that are very very easy to address. I fortunately never really had to, but I've had that discussion. Um, but getting into things like you know, what are you talking about? Who are you doing this with? Um, you know, noting that these connections are being made, and that you know, if that person's doing something untoward, you could then come under. You know, scrutiny for these sorts of things, basically leading to a to a more hardcore paranoia um, of things that I think long term is going to lend to. You know, we all have these extreme things in our brain, and then you know they sort of wash out as things don't happen. So I try, I personally try and lead more towards a here's the worst possible case scenario of what could happen. Here's yeah. here's it at its worst. Okay, now I know over time you're going to see that not happen. So you'll downgrade the level. You know this isn't a DefCon five kind of event, but you know if you can always treat it at least with awareness, you'll still do stupid crap. I mean I, I'd like to say I've never done stupid crap, but we all do. Um, but you know at least you'll be aware of of what the possible repercussions are, and, and perhaps hopefully. You know, limit yourself as as you go forward. I mean, it, it's interesting because you know, even ten years ago, what was the big threat on on the internet as far as parents were concerned was, well, our kids are going to look at porn, right? That was that was about it. If we go back a decade, that was that was the big concern. And you're not even going to get it really fast, so it's not even a huge so issue. Then, you're and now the concern get... is our kids are going to be porn. Well, oh, there's Christ. there's that. There's um, you know that that now when you do that view, it's tracked. Okay, and your type, and your, you know, all this, 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 you know, all of these things are going to be tracked, and then, you know, whatever, you're, you're, you're a kid, you're, so now you're talking about it on Facebook, <laughs> you know, and, and, and the magic, I mean, let's just reflect back to the series of riots that's taken place over the last couple of years, um, and the idiots who didn't understand what the internet actually, I mean, 
God bless in this instance, because it led to uh, both some some justice and some some humor. Yes, um, <laughs> but I mean, you you look at events like that, and that's I think really a, a Cole's notes great example of people not understanding what the internet does, or you know certainly a, if nothing else, a here's what alcohol and tweeting <laughs> can yield. Uh, well done, folks. So. You know, I, I think it, it's it's sort of up to us as as parents to to inform it. And those are extreme situations or, or extreme examples. But um, you know, and I certainly hope my kids never get involved in anything like that. But um, you know, at least understanding that right, this is all being tracked. The world is seeing everything you do. Your grandfather's your friend on Facebook, right? Pay attention. Don't swear, right? Things like that. But uh, you oh, know, we I didn't hope have my. To I hope my young nephew out there in Calgary is listening. You know, kid, you're 14. I love you, but I got to tell you, I don't care that you like Captain Morgan rum. It bugs me that you like Captain Morgan rum. It probably <laughs> bugs your dad and your mom, who are also looking at your Facebook profile, dumbass. Oh, my goodness. Lord, save us from the kids. Anyway, uh, the end is nigh. Quarters are nigh in Newfoundland. Um, and we have to take a... Canadians will get that. Um, <laughs> we have to take a break here on uh, Webcology. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from uh, Digital Always Media. We're going to be coming back talking about 78 resources for every internet marketer, 78 tools that you can use. But first, we got to take these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Bring in unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 666-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this, this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I signed us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Webmaster Rapid. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. 
commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Ways Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And uh, in the webmasterradio.fm chat room, Dave just... Well, we've been talking about uh, you know the, the evolution of the of the internet and uh, internet safety and and privacy for kids and stuff like that and privacy for adults and um, somehow Dave remembered a night one of the last nights of uh, SES San Jose I think two thousand and nine where we saw a bunch of younger SEOs running uh, skipping down the streets Wizard of Oz fashion singing We run the internet We control the internet that was dude that was a, that that was I remember that incident over and over and over again when I think of the, 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 the hubris of our industry. But that was one of the most fun nights. And this is another reason why you got to go to conference, friends, because I'm telling you, that night, I got wasted for free at supper, got to watch a bunch of interns skip down the street scre- uh, screaming at the top of their lungs, we run the internet, trashed a VIP room with uh, about 20 other SEOs playing poker, came in third, incidentally, in that poker game, got felt up by a publicist from Ask.com, and ended up at a tailgate party in the uh, uh, front driveway of the San Jose Fairmont. God, that was a good night. (laughs) And somehow, out of all that, remained a respected member of the community. Oh, no, that was a... Oh, that happens all the time, Dave. Hell, I think people people love me because of shit like that. <laughs> um, but honestly, there was this to this. There's one person in the SEO community out there. Now that I'm reminded of this whole story, we do owe you an apology. It was your key card we used to get into the VIP lounge, and I'm sure you heard about that later. On behalf of all of us, including the guy who won Todd McCart. Um Sorry. <laughs> um, I swear to goodness, it was. Uh, Indeed, I swear to goodness, it was all Malakot's fault, not mine. <laughs> That's all I'm saying on that one. He, uh, whatever, he's off fish. You know what? You know what Todd Malakot does all day? He's in the Everglades. He lives in the Everglades now, ain't eh? he? He does SEO at night and goes out fishing all day. Dude, it's a hard life. It is. It's a hard life. <laughs> okay. Um. Before we uh go into the 78 tools. I'm just going to post into the Webmaster Radio chat room. Oh, I guess Dave already did. Um, I love this little comic. The truth about social media shows two pigs sitting in a barn. One pig says to the other, isn't it great? We have to pay nothing for the barn. The other pig says, yeah, and even the food is free. And there's a caption underneath it which reads, Facebook and you. If you're not paying for it, you're not the customer. You're the product being sold. And that's what it comes down to. You are, well, you remember the prisoner? I am not a number. No, you're a bunch of numbers. <laughs> the, yep. All those numbers mean different <laughs> things to different people. And um, I don't know, man. I mean, like in some ways, in some ways, uh, this is the downfall of society as we know it. And in other ways, to me, this is just a natural evolution of, um, of, of, of marketing and of keeping tabs of what's happening around us. It's just so much easier now. Yeah, I mean the the only the only thing I mean obviously I love the environment. I, I just kind of have to. Um, as a marketer, you look at this ability to track and 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 you know at least you know I don't have Google's database very obviously, nor should I. But if as a marketer you have access 
to the benefits of what they're what they're doing and and as a marketer i mean all marketers are basically going to agree wow fantastic <laughs> the better i can target uh the better things are um but my, so my my only real sadness about about all of this is that uh, george orwell isn't alive today uh to write i don't know uh, 2015, <laughs> and, and, and write about that world, and uh, you know he did a great job uh, with the first one. But <laughs> I, I, got, I got I got one more comment on this on this subject to just sort of illustrate the dichotomy or the the um, weird place that this new world puts people. And then I I really want to jump into 78 resources for every internet marketer because I think it's a, a great little piece. But I sit on the I sit on the advisory board of a startup, and I'm, I can't mention the company name because it actually hasn't made itself open to the public yet, but um, the goal is to track user movements across a variety of websites and determine what content they want served to them. Really, we're trying to look into personalization of search, except uh, we're using a much smaller data set than, than say, Google or Facebook has, has access to. But, um, for instance, say there's a, uh, a site devoted to video games, Okay. Mm-hmm. Why you're you're a regular person goes you're a regular visitor to this site, um, and you're interested just for the sake of argument you're interested in strategic and first person shooter games. Why should you see anything on games that aren't of your interest, right. or why should you be hit with you know content that isn't of your interest? So I'm sitting on this on an advisory board of a company that's that's designed a. a Pretty handy little application that tracks everything the user does, everything down to the individual user. Like again, this is like Google Facebook spooky. And one side of me is thinking, "Oh my goodness, I'm going to learn so much more about personalization of search just by you know participating in this advisory board." And the other side of me is thinking, "And Satan is going to reserve a place on his left <laughs> side for me because I'm a privacy advocate." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the weird places that the new world puts us in, eh? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, you know, there's at the end of the day, what we have to really consider is there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> Except <laughs> you, you can advocate ourselves. for privacy. You can, but as as we can't change the world around. I mean, I know that may sound really dark and horrible, but we're not going to change the world around us. We, we've seen that. We can try, we can rant, we can do this and that and the other thing, but it's going to continue forward the way it is. And, I mean, we all know that you know, the government loves you know, tracking, even in the hands of, you know, say, organizations. Um, knowing that they can have access to information is, is always a handy thing. So we're not going to stop that. All we can do is, is, you know, as we've talked about, Make sure we're educated to understand what, how we should interact with this world. Make sure that the next generation and, and you know as much as we can, the public at large is aware of what's being done, um, so that people are as protected and aware as as can be. And at the end of the day, it is going to end up changing what we do. Um, you know, even the things you may search for. If you're paranoid, your patterns are going to be different. That's just just the way of it. Um, so it'll it, it's it's an interesting world. Well, um, um, speaking of being aware and speaking of being informed, I think that's two great segues to jump into the article that you published, March the first, two thousand and twelve, in Search Engine Watch today. Seventy-eight resources for every internet marketer's toolkit, and um, you know, reading down this list, there really is seventy-eight unique resources. Now, 
obviously we're not going to be able to touch on each each of the resources. We'd be able to devote maybe three to four seconds on them, but you've divided them into nine sections. And if you don't mind, Dave, I want to sort of shift into interviewee, interviewer mode. Um, you divide these things into nine sections. Those sections are SEO tools, link building tools, coding tools, conversion tools, convenience tools, social media tools, forums, news and blogs, and social profiles. Now, of these nine, Dave, mm-hmm. where are you going the most? What's most What's most important to you in your practice? That's a that's a really um, really great question. Um, I guess in my role, so it would be, it would be different depending on uh, you know each person's role within the company. In my role, um, it would probably tend to lead towards the social profiles news side of things. Okay. Um, you know, it basically uh, ensuring that I am as much as possible keeping up with news as it's coming in. Um, you know, understanding what's changing in the world and getting different perspectives on things. I mean, there's there's a lot of great opinions out there, and and you learn a lot from from just watching, even if it's 140 characters at a time. Um, you know, getting an understanding of you know what Matt Cutts is thinking about this, or what you know we chatted about him earlier, and he's on the list. Todd Malcott, um, mm-hmm. you know, is 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 thinking on a specific subject or or whatnot. So. Um, that that would probably be mine, but um, you know it, 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 it's it's really difficult to say because it, it's so skews. You know when it when it comes time to communicate with a client, well then I go to my convenience tools <laughs> and start to rely more on those. So tough to list any one, but if I had to only have tools in one category, it would probably be in the area of of information collection. Okay, now that's because you're you know you're the CEO of your company. You you take right. the um three thirty thousand foot view of things. Um, it's it's tough to know where to go next with this question because again, this is such a dense list. Um, now the cool one of the cool things about it is you've you've been able to separate the free from the uh, from tools. Oh, I see. Uh, Byron has already done what I just did. Um, copied the link into the Webmaster Radio chat room. But you've you've separated free from pay tools. Um, yeah. of all the free tools on here. Are, are, are any of them worth their salt? Do they actually do the job? Many of them are, and I mean, well, you'll you'll remember me back circa you know two thousand four, two thousand five, um, when I was just starting a company, and big reliance on those ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I mean, and I I completely um, understand that not everybody can afford you know a hundred bucks a month for for SEO Moz's tool set or um, you know. Bigger, you know. I mean, and there's some I didn't even include on there that are that are, you know, sort of bigger ticket items. I tried to keep this to ones that were, you know, what I consider to be affordable. You know, where a, a small to medium sized business could, you know, basically go. Not 100 percent sure what this thing is, but you know, it's worth 100 bucks to give it a try, sort of sort of thing. So, um, and and see what's there rather than getting into into some of the more expensive tool sets. But um, yeah, I um, a, a lot of the free ones are really great, especially for individual or quick tasks. The thing I like about some of the tool sets, like SEO Moz's or Raven Tools, is it bundles everything into one location. Everything you could want to do, and and you know, arguably they they do give a lot more information. Um, to you, but it's not information you can't get otherwise using a bunch of the free tools. It's just, you know, if you're doing the same task, you know, a dozen, two dozen times a day, well, let's put a value on your time. 
let's you know pay the hundred bucks a month go get yourself a job at Starbucks <laughs> earn enough to, to pay for that thing and you will save each month enough to pay that hundred bucks right? just in you know in, in, in the time that you'll save in, in your tasks so um, yeah looking at SEO Moz uh, as an example of one of those in Raven tools of, of just bundling large suites together to, to just save you time in, in going to one location um, you know, Josh, you but, know what? I'm, uh, glad, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm, there's, there's a point that you made there that I, I, I want to reiterate. Yeah, there's cost to these things. Um, SEO Moz is a you know ninety nine dollar a month commitment. Uh, Raven Tools ninety nine dollar a month commitment. But like you said, that's a hundred dollars. What does your time sell for? I'm building out at two fifty an hour. Right. So well, I save myself an hour. Like <laughs> I'm making a hundred. Hundred and fifty bucks, and you know what? You, yeah. you hit the you hit the nail on the head there. And I mean, you know, I, I know that we're kind of an exception because we're we're billing by the hour for SEO services, and so this is you know a, a you know we're internet marketing in in some component. I was trying to write this in part as a I'm an individual with my individual website, so trying to also from that perspective and go, you know, for you or I, these seconds really matter because these are billable seconds, right? And, and so, you know, spread those out over a full month, how much time are we saving? Well, if I'm just some guy um, sitting, working on my one web, trying to get it, you know, get it ranking better, um, you know, how do things work out? Um, you know, even still, these are, you know, I consider them to be affordable. They may not be what you use on day one when you're basically watching every penny and, gee, you know, going with a you know, hosting provider that isn't GoDaddy at three ninety five a month was already a bit of a stretch for me. So, um, you know, which a lot of small businesses are yeah. are there when they're first starting out before they have revenue coming in. So, um, you know, I was trying to view it from that, and you know, I know that they may look at that hundred and go, "Well, I can do that," or um, you know, I can invest in AdWords. I can't do both. Okay, fair enough. Well, here's some free tools that you can also. use use to, to sort of break down what you're doing and um, you know still get the same information and it's only one site it may not be worth this hundred or your time may be less valuable than that money I mean we've all been in that spot especially early on in, in development of things where, where you look at your time and go it is worth more and to some degree launching in with these free ones where you're having to slog through task after task after task and it's taking way longer I mean, you know this. I, you know, I know this. Probably a lot of our listeners know this. Actually, has huge benefits. Even when you go over to these, you know, suites of tools and things like that. Great, they're time savers. But if you've slogged away pulling this data bit by bit and using your own brain to analyze, at least you understand when you do you start using these what you're suites. Looking at. You understand what you're looking at exactly. You Absolutely. understand, and I think equally important is understanding the limitations of the data they're providing. Because you'll have seen what you can get, you can see what they have, and start going, okay. Because all all data is inherently flawed, right? I mean, that's that's just the scope of it, Annalie. Whatever you're looking at, it's inherently wrong. Well, uh, you know, you I've got to agree. Slot, wait, and and let's me? face it, some and well, and let's face it, sometimes. Sometimes the, the the best analytic tool isn't giving you the information you're looking for, and you've just got to go find it by hand. Knowing yep. how to do that is a huge skill. And exactly. I'm actually I'm actually glad I wasted all that time in my early years doing this by hand. You know, going and actually manually checking rankings, manually checking uh, using the link command. Um, you know, manually checking all in URL, etc. Um, yeah, I had to slog. It's like it was like being in in, in university before the dawn of, before the dawn of the commercial internet. You had to slog through the the uh, files and learn how to do that. 
Yep. Um, okay, we got to take a second break in just a moment. Before we do, one thing I did see on this tool is, uh, on this list. I swear this has to be the oldest tool on your list, and I'm so pleased to see it's still got a place in your toolbox. It, it, it has one in mine. The Xenu uh, <laughs> Broken Link Checker. God, I love that stupid little tool. Yeah, it's I was I was hog. running it just about an hour ago for one of my clients. It's a great tool. <laughs> Bloody thing is a total resource hog, but but you know there's just something warm and fuzzy about it, you know. Oh, and uh, it, it pokes the Mickey at the Scientologist, which is also kind of fun. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, we are um, moving. Right, yeah, we're moving along. We're going to be talking about um, the career and the death of uh, conservative columnist Andrew Breitbart coming back after these messages. But first, we got to do the right thing. We got to do some commercials. We got to make some money. So you're listening to Dave Davis from Beatstock SEO and Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media on Webmaster Radio FM. The show's web college. It's March the first. We'll be back in a few minutes. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. As you know, being an expert at f What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f performance to the next level the language of course we're talking about managing facebook ads on aquizio oh buy track manage optimize and report on media across ad networks today aquizio search social display one platform yeah, my day is done, done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Radio's Virtual Autobahn. WebmasterRadio.fm. Moving at the speed of light. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, March the 1st. We're rolling into the last 10 minutes of Webcology. And, uh, um, you know, we would be remiss to, um, to not note that earlier today... Um, 
conservative uh, blogger, um, new media pioneer. I did not agree with this man um, 99 times out of 100, but i got to say he did change the face of the web and change the face of journalism on the web. Um, Andrew Breitbart passed away earlier this morning at age 43. Um, kind of stunning in that I'm age 43. <laughs> um, and also kind of stunning. Um, again, love him or hate him, there wasn't a lot of middle ground with this guy. One has to recognize at least the accomplishments um, that Andrew Breitbart um, uh, uh, made in his career. I can go on about um, the bad stuff. I'd rather not. Um, but I do want to note this man's passing, and um, it's a seminal passing of a uh, a larger-than-life web personality. And it was stunning to read the news this morning. Well, that's yeah. Why do we cover sad things on this show? <laughs> well, because you know, there's never much for me to follow up with. You know, Danny Sullivan woke up this morning, got himself a diet, a diet coke, wrote a really damn good article, and um, went off to have lattes at Google or something. <laughs> now that's a good thing, and that happens every day, and it's boring as hell. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, yeah, and it is. I mean, it's 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 a point worth noting. I'm not as uh, as familiar with the gentleman as you know somebody who say got his feathers ruffled by him. <laughs> um, well, Breitbart. Though, okay, I've said the good stuff. Uh, actually, I haven't finished with the good stuff. I'll give him this. He was one of the one of the leading writers at the in the first days of the Huffington Post. Now again, love the love the Huffington Post, dislike the Huffington Post, whatever. You have to recognize that that publication changed internet history and changed the course of of direction on the web, and that's what Webcology is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, Breitbart, um, with his um, passing, his passing familiarity with um, ob- objectivity and his. Um, fleeting familiarity with truth in reporting um, set a tone that has been um, unfortunately copied by thousands of others and it was all about being outrageous, it was all about being angry it was all about um, leveraging um, people's well, people's misinformation of how the political process really works and I'm very glad that he is no longer polluting the internet with his with his opinions and misdirections. But again, I'm saddened by the death of a 43 year old man who had a wife and children, and um, you know was a clear pioneer. I don't like the direction he staked out in, but got to recognize the man was a pioneer. Well, and you know what I mean. We know, you know, certainly as we get more and more sensational, and that's you know how long is the attention span of of the average, you know, certainly a Western human being at this point with you know the internet as as we were talking about it earlier. Um, you know, you you do need that contrast, either either opinion, left or right. Um, you need that 
sensationalism to to catch your attention. You need to take it to the extreme, as as I was talking about with a with educating kids on on privacy issues. You take it to the extreme, and then you know it, you know it's going to get um, sort of filtered down from there. So um, you know it, it's funny because when the, the views side with ours, you watch you know Stewart or something like that. Uh, we tend to be much more forgiving about them and find them very very funny when they take you know the ridiculous to to the extreme that we agree with. Um, well, I'll give it to John Stewart. He means to be ridiculous. He does a comedy yes. show. Yes, very Art true. Published what he what he professed to be true, even when even when he knew for a fact he was miscontextualizing the story. Stewart, he says, he says it right up. You know, I mean, using using Stewart as an example or, or Colbert, um, unfortunately, the the they put it in that context. But I have a hunch not all the listeners are following that <laughs> bent, and I've actually heard, and I'm sure you have too. Uh, you know, Stewart or Colbert or the like, a- actually used as a reference point. <laughs> Something that they've well, said, and it's like, oh, this isn't meant to be used as a reference. Well, point. I, I gotta <laughs> say straight up, I think it's because of people like Andrew Breitbart that. Comics like John Stewart and uh, Stephen Colbert are more trusted news sources than actual journalists are. Um, I honestly, I believe it's because of that style of reporting, that style of just making partisan shit up, and then, <laughs> and then tagging the opponents with it. Now, I I didn't want to get nasty about about Breedlebart, and, and at this point, I'm not. I'm actually being very polite. <laughs> um, you should hear what I really think. Uh, to to to, you know, pull a Terry Van Horn here. You should hear what I really think. Um, <laughs> uh, honestly, but honestly, I, I honestly think that uh, John John Stewart and Stephen Colbert are given credibility because there's so little credibility in what has now become. You know, guys like Breedlebart used to bitch about the mainstream media without realizing that in fact they have become a segment of the mainstream media to their partisan followers. Right. We no longer have an objective media. We have partisan media, and you know, I follow the lefties, and others might follow the righties. Um, neither side is entirely credible, of course. Everyone's got an agenda these days. The internet has allowed us to advance agendas without thinking of the consequences of advancing the agenda, no matter how absurd it might be. Anyway, um, Beetlebart passed. I'm sorry the man's dead. I'm really glad his fingers aren't moving anymore. Um, but I am sorry that... Uh, you know, a wife and children and friends and family have lost uh, an important person to them. Um, on that, we're down to our last 45 seconds. Um, do you tap dance? <laughs> There's the okay. hook. There's the hook. <laughs> friends, you've listened to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. There's some great stuff coming up on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next week.